Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. Coming off last week's mega episode, we'll try to let you off the hook easy with this one. Uh, we'll keep it a little under that 90-minute time frame that we hit last time. So we'll recover uh, the recaps of the games last week, answer some mailbag questions, and get into previews. So let's go ahead and get it started. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Over 60 of you crazy folks listened to last week's mega episode, and hopefully we're taking on one wild ride through the state of Georgia and high school football and around uh, our minds of comparing college to high school football teams. Uh, last week was a whole lot of fun. We had Joe on to join us. Mr. Song is here today with me. How you doing, Mr. Song? Doing good today, Dino. Just enjoying this nice, uh, nice night out here. Looking forward to talking about high school football. Getting back to back to the grind this week with the Tigers having a game. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm telling you what. Eventually, we'll move. Have to move inside because it's going to be too cold. <laughs> but right now, this is perfect. Uh, like I mentioned, we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming today. We do have another buy approaching at the end of the month, so who knows what could happen that week, uh, given that last week's buy week, uh, we had a 90-minute episode, so that was fun. <laughs> but again, we do appreciate all you people listening to us. Like I said, we had over 60 people listen last week. I think we're well over 350 plays on our yeah. pod so far, yeah. so man, that's that awesome. We really appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully you're enjoying it as much as we are, so where we left off, that's where we start these pods. As always, the Tigers were on a bye week last week, so we thought we would take a moment to reflect on the season so far um, and just kind of think back to where we're at and what we have done well and what we maybe need to work on. So, uh, Uncle Solomon, why don't you take us there? Well, uh, thinking back to just a couple short weeks ago when we started the season, uh, we're going up to Homer to play Banks County, and we were there were so many question marks. Uh, mm-hmm. So many uncertainties on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we felt decent about the defense and special teams. Uh, but what we've seen so far is that so far or our certainty has been on the offensive side of the ball. And special teams have been a little bit of a question mark with some adjustments there. And, and defense has been a little different too. So Listen, <laughs> Capital One's top-rated something on max preps. <laughs> nice. Like I said, no editing, so that's going to go on the pod early, <laughs> early in the pod. Anyways, you were saying. So uh, <laughs> we had a lot of uncertainty at the beginning of the year on offense. Uh, we felt better about defense, but what we've seen is that the offense has has so far really carried the team. I think uh, you were pointing out before the show we've we're in the top ten in Class A public right now and scoring points per game. I think. Yes, we are number nine in Class A public. We are scoring 33.8 points per game on average. Yeah, and um, so far on defense, we, we've given up more points than I thought we would, but we were talking before the show, and it doesn't feel like the defense is playing bad. It just seems like points are getting put on the board. Like we're out there being aggressive, and we're making a lot of tackles for loss, making a lot of interceptions. Um, it's just I wouldn't have expected to give up 27 points to Elbert County. Right. Or 21 or 28, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. really, twenty-one because the pick six. But yeah, yeah I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, you 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 said it. You said it perfectly. We a lot of the questions we had were answered immediately, especially with Trey Huff at quarterback. Yeah, that looks to be the backfield looks to be good. The lines, both sides of the ball, look good. Uh, special teams has been a little bit shaky at points, but I think uh, overall they're one of the best units. Um, so yeah, just a little bit of on the defensive side where they're there seems like they're giving up a, more points than they should, but they're not playing bad. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to point out that Capital One probably owes us some money now. Listen, that was a free ad, so <laughs> no free ads on this pod. Um, so look, kind of looking forward to our, our next schedule, kind of our next few games before another bye game, or another bye week, excuse me. We got Mount Perrin this week, which obviously we'll cover in depth at the end of this episode. Then we got Green County and Towns County, both home games to open the region slate and another bye week before we get into some real, real region competition yeah. in November. Yeah. The schedule's going to pick up. Uh, we'll have Social and then Washington Wilkes at uh, Washington Wilkes and Lincoln there at the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously, some of the surprises, Sammy Brown's been a huge surprise and a pleasant surprise. Got a great, great backfield, great rushing attack, obviously, uh, that we look forward to seeing what happens with there and how we can improve and, and keep getting better uh, week by week. Anything else to cover uh, on, on where we're at as far as commerce football before I get into around the state results? I'd love to see us throw the ball a little bit more. You know, we've got Towns and Green and Social coming up, Mount Perrin. Mm-hmm. Um, these might be some games where Mr. Huff can, can experiment a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prepare himself for the end of the season of the playoffs. Right. So around the state, talked a little commerce there to start you off. So let's get into commerce's region, of course, region 8A. Let's talk results from last Friday night. Green County loses to Jasper County 30-6. to They fall to 0-4 on the year. Lincoln County, surprisingly, loses to Harlem. Still pretty sure that's not the the area in New York. <laughs> Forty two to twenty seven. The Red Devils fall to two and two and they will face Elbert County in the Granite Bowl this week. Social Circle wins on the road in Lexington against Oglethorpe County twenty seven to twelve. That puts them at two and three on the season. Towns County loses to Lakeview Academy thirty one to twelve to move to two and three. We talked about Coach Shaw there uh, mm-hmm. in Lakeview. Looks like he's got things rolling really well. Washington Wilkes improves to three and zero after the forty-two to seven smacking of Elbert County, which we had an eye on that one. And yeah. wow, Washington Wilkes really came out and and impressed. Um, it seemed like that game was never really out of their hands and was well decided. They took care of business. Um, a lot of talent down there in Washington, Georgia, this year. Yeah, that is the score that jumps off the page. And yeah, you know, the beginning of the season we were kind of earmarking that Commerce Lincoln game, which is still a big game. But I think now we're focusing a little bit more on the game the week before against Washington Wilkes because they have really played well. And uh, a couple of notes there. Good to see Social getting a win. Yeah. Um, and for some of you older high school fans, Jasper County is also known as Monticello. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Monticello Purple Hurricanes. Uh, they're also going by the Jasper County Purple Hurricanes just to confuse all of us. So. Um, just wanted to clarify that one. <laughs> Single A public top 10, number one Brooks County, continues their undefeated campaign against Mitchell County. They won that one 
63 to 24. The Trojans are 4 and 0 and riding high into a huge matchup this week down south that we'll cover later this episode. Number 2 Metter blanks Portal 56 to 0. They move to 4 and 0 on the year. Number 3 Macon County defeats Central 63 to 6. Moving to 3 and 0 are the Bulldogs from Montezuma. Number four, Irwin County jumps up in the polls after defeating 7A Tiff County, 35-20 in Osceola. Number five is Clinch County. As mentioned last week, they've had some problems with COVID-19. Looks like some real problems throughout that school system. Uh, Another game was canceled this past week, it looked like, and the Panthers haven't played since September 11th. Oh, wow. They stand at one and one through two games and will look to get back on the field this week against Charlton County. Of course, that's the battle for the Okefenokee down there, <laughs> Charlton and Clinch County, a classic rivalry game. We'll talk about that one later in the show. Checking in at number six is your Commerce Tigers. Number seven is Dublin, who got back on the field after mandatory quarantines due to COVID-19, another team we see there, uh, and defeated Swainsboro 42-14. to They moved to 1-1 one and one on the year. At number eight is Taylor County. After they stay hot, they defeated Schley County, of course, two weeks ago that we covered they blew out Greenville this past Friday night, 48-19, to to move to 3-0 and on the season. Last week we had a shout-out to KCP, and, <laughs> man, he had a great game, uh, game three of the finals. So, uh, great shout-out to Greenville High School. Uh, number nine is Pelham, who did not play. And rounding out the AJC top ten is Marion County, who narrowly defeated Schley County 15-14. to Only comment there I have, I believe Washington Wilkes should be in the top ten. I don't know what, how you feel about it. I mean, maybe you're a little bit – Wait and see on on the on Washington Wilkes Tigers, but I I kind of I kind of think they should. We'll, we'll as we mentioned, we have a, we have a uh, a mailbag segment that we've yeah. been promoting on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, follow us at Potluck Football, and we'll get into Washington Wilkes a little bit. Some of their stats that they're putting up this year, who they've played, um, and exactly what to look for in, in Washington Wilkes. Because like we mentioned earlier, Washington Wilkes Commerce seems like it's shaping up to be the one to look out for. Yeah, I'm on that Tiger train too. Um, I did want to mention Irwin. I guess we should call – can we call them the Blue Tigers? I like that. I, I like that. I mean, they're blue they're, they're and blue, They're blue and they're, That's very I, I think odd. we need to distinct – you know, there's there's Region 8A and there's one Tiger. Yeah. And it's Commerce. Yeah. So let's just call them the Blue Tigers. The Blue Tigers. I, I like that. They like got Memphis. Red Devils. Yeah. Like Memphis. They got Red Devils, Blue Tigers, the real Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, uh, but yeah, the the big the big result there in Class A is Irwin over Tift, thirty five to twenty. Um, Irwin was an eleven point underdog yes. in that game going yep. to Tift County, or they played it in they Osceola. Played in Osceola, yeah. Um, so that was a home field advantage a reservation. <laughs> that was really we were we were paying attention to that game last Friday night, and it it, it was just awesome to see for single A a school. You know, like Irwin County, a county school beating a massive 7A county school. Uh, it really kind of shows how strong single A is. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable that they got the result there. I know Tiff County hadn't been playing a whole lot and practicing a whole yeah. lot. They've had a lot of stuff going on with COVID, but still, 7A school, a lot of talent to choose from, a lot of depth, obviously, in those schools. We mentioned it last week on the pod. Sometimes the difference in single A and 7A is not that much of the talent up top. But the depth is where it right. starts to uh, starts to accumulate. They were our first uh, first car of the night. Shout out <laughs> to that person. Um, <laughs> let's get into some other scores around the state. Unless you have anything to add on the top ten. No. Nah. All right. Other scores from around the state: Athens Academy fifty-five, Providence twelve, East Hall forty-nine, East Jackson thirty-four, 
Fannin, 49. Banks, 13. Banks was hanging around in that one early. I remember looking at that score, and at halftime, it was, it was like close. really close. Yeah, it was close. Banks may have even been leading. But Fannin County walked away with that one, 49-13. Jackson County, 20. Walnut Grove, 0. Jefferson, 26. Hart County, 19. A game we were monitoring closely on Twitter. Uh, much closer than I thought, personally. I think you were the, as far as last week's episode, yeah. you were the one that was the most hesitant to crown Jefferson in that one. Yeah, I called it 31-21. Uh, Hart's hard to beat at home. That's <sighs> a tough and, place to play. You know, they, they. I can't remember what the record is right now. It's either 1-3 mm-hmm. or 2-2, two and two, uh, but they've had a tough schedule. Uh, they went down there to Wayne County after the mm-hmm. Granite Bowl, or the uh, Elbert game got canceled, and then they lost narrowly to White. Uh, they got beat by somebody else really close, too, that was good. And then they played a really tough Jefferson team, and honestly, Jefferson almost kind of stole that game right there at the end end of it. And uh, I really thought Hart, Hart was going to win it. They missed an extra point that would have put them up 20-19 to 19 there at the end of the game. Jefferson got the ball back. With like less than a minute, yeah, right drove, around a minute, drove the length of the field and uh, threw in a, a pass, yeah, for a touchdown, uh, which is something Jefferson hasn't done a lot this year is throw the ball. But it was a great play call. Um, you know, the Dragons made that win, but I I think the spread was like what twenty five points. It was huge, yeah, it was something really high. So uh, Hart, I think Hart's going to make some noise in the playoffs. I don't. You know, you can be a really good team and play a tough non-region schedule and get down early Mm -hmm. and then surprise people at the end of the year. And I I kind of expect that for Hart this year. Absolutely. Monroe area 14, Madison County 7. Unfortunately, Sons, Madison County. Red Raiders. Raiders. (laughs) Mad Cow drops one to Monroe. Mount Vernon 42, Athens Christian 26. So Athens Christian's undefeated campaign comes to an end. Prince Avenue 52, Wesleyan 26 in a game that we covered. Yeah, that one, uh, kind of expected that one to be closer than that, but Prince kind of ran away with it, uh, kind of to make a statement, I think, um, that they're they're here in single-A private, and uh, they're a major contender. Putnam County 37, Westside Augusta 14. Our boy Seals and the War <laughs> Eagles remain undefeated. Stevens County 27, Habersham 12. Stevens County with a great bounce back after they, they took a, a big beating from White County in week one, and now they're all the way back to four and one going yeah. into a bye week. Really surprising results there for Stevens. Uh, look to, for them to make some noise as the season goes on, too. Absolutely. Uh, new segment we got here. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter at Potluck Football, please send us some DMs, some replies. <laughs> uh, we'll get to your questions. And for now, we're going to go right into Uncle Sons, USPS, the Commerce Postman. <laughs> Mason Westerland. Let's get into the mailbag. Mr. Postman, Uncle Song. Let's get into the mailbag. High School Football Stand Account asks... How big do you think the Commerce-Washington-Wilkes game will be this year? So, uh, you know, as, as we've seen the, the rise of Washington-Wilkes this year, uh, this, this question has kept coming up. 
I think it's going to be huge. Um, we talked before the game or before the the show that mm-hmm. we thought this game was going to be the region championship. Now, um, not to cast any shadows on Lincoln County because they're definitely a contender too, but they haven't looked as strong as Washington Wheels. And uh, with us going on the road down there to Washington, uh, you don't ever know what's going to happen down there in like East Georgia. And uh, so I, I think the Commerce. Uh, Washington Wilkes game will be huge uh, to answer high school football stand account. Also, shout out to them. Uh, they're one of our great followers on Twitter and on our Twitter community. Uh, doing well in the potluck pick them. Uh, so, yeah, good job. <laughs> one thing I want to talk about Washington Wilkes, I know we've talked about the question marks on their schedule, which I think were answered by Warren County beating them, shutting them out, and then mm-hmm. Elbert County 42-7. to I think those are generally answered that They've played some good teams, and they've beat the crap out of some good teams. Yeah. Uh, in Class A public, we mentioned Commerce is you know up there number nine in the scoring averages. Washington Wilkes number two, 42 points per game Whew. for Washington Wilkes. On the defense side, Washington Wilkes number one, 2.3 points per game on average. Wow. These guys are not in the top ten. I think that's going to be changing pretty soon. Me too. To answer the question of the mailbag, I think that game will be the game of the season. I think that game is going to be electric. Uh, a month from now, 11-13 in Washington, Potluck Boys will for sure be there. We love a good road trip into uh, small-town Georgia <laughs> for, a, for a high school football game. That's what it's all about. We'll find somewhere good to eat, and uh, maybe we'll see you down there. So between now and then, we got a whole lot of ball to play. Oh, yeah. So let's 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 win them uh, until we get to until we get to Washington Wilkes. I know they'll be doing the same. Mike Dunbar asks, "Is this the biggest senior class that the Tigers have ever had?" Um, to answer Mike's question, I don't know. That's that's the easy answer. Uh, the harder answer is I'm trying to find out. Uh, this past year, this past off season, I bought. The 2019 Commerce Football High School Year or high, Commerce High School Football Yearbook from uh, Coach Prickett, and he has like each team roster going back to 1940. So what I'm going to try to do is look and find like out which players were seniors on each team, and count them up. So this is going to be a process. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I can figure this out because this is a question we had too. Yeah, I mean, because the the thing I brought up was. Mine and yours freshman year, 2006, mm-hmm. we had 16 seniors yeah. on the team. And I, and I just remember being on that team as a freshman and thinking, like, this is – it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I remember people always talking about, you know, how big the senior class was and how that mattered so much yeah. as far as getting into the playoffs and, and making a run with the leadership. Yeah. And, and I, experience, too. I, I think back in the 80s when we were playing double that's A what, ball. I know. We need to reference our parents with that. I think that might cut some time off. Right? Oh, yeah, we had, you know, X, yeah. Y, and Z playing. So, that you know, we could count those up maybe. Maybe. But you're right. Yeah, I, I think double A, back when we were double A in the yeah. early 80s, that might be a, well, maybe a spot late we 70s. could look. Yeah, late yeah. 70s, too. Um, so, the answer to that one is we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sanders, oh, last week's special guest. In 30 years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in 30 years, who will have more roads and commerce named after them, Sam Brown or Sammy Brown? <laughs> okay, so for those of you that don't know, uh, current freshman running running back, Sammy Brown. What about Mike Brown, Joe? <laughs> yeah, he, he just left left Pops out of there. Unbelievable. So Sammy Brown is named after his grandfather, Sam Brown. And uh, Sam Brown 
currently has a name a road named after him already sam brown boulevard right by the school right by the school it's down there off the waterworks road uh scott street area um so he already has a road named after him so what joe's asking here is is sammy brown going to get two roads named after him in commerce and i think there's there's kind of a paradoxical answer in here so sammy is named after sam oh so can he actually have more roads named after him right because they're actually they're They're actually named after sam they're named after sam so sammy can't win he can't win yeah i didn't think of it like that but i think he cannot win unless it's named something like sammy brown only sammy brown road and sammy brown you know 20 30 road (laughs) (laughs) whatever they name it i don't know maybe maybe (laughs) down the road we can address this in the city council or something yeah something like that no sam brown i remember growing up in in the fire department obviously my dad uh man he was a he was a great man that's for sure um uh taylor sills quickly added uh he, he he wanted to ask the the question of will lewis sanders have any any roads named after him don't know don't know there is a sanders road in commerce uh it's on route one i don't think it'd be too hard to get that one changed to lou lou, no, lou sanders no. Boulevard, can lou sanders circle what's the most obscure street like what like way i mean there's a bunch of different ways terrace. to do it terrace <laughs> Maybe sanders, we should do lou, sweet lou sanders terrace <laughs> Put a picture of Lou of a clock or something. That would be cool. God, be electric. We don't have a lose play of the game this week. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sad. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week with Lou's yeah. Lou's used play of the game. Obviously, as always, go visit the fine folks up at Sanders Furniture. Dave and Jennifer got some new arrivals in. I heard, Joe, I heard Joe had to unload about hundred pieces on. <laughs> you can hear him groaning from here. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard all about it. So shout out to Joe for getting all those pieces of furniture off <laughs> off the docks there. Back to uh, football. <laughs> so, anything to add there on the mailbag that I missed? Did I miss any questions? Nah, keep it coming. We want a full mailbag. Yeah, yeah. We've only had a few questions. We, we love the mailbag. You know, we want to hear your questions. It doesn't have to be about commerce. It can be about anywhere in the state. We got we got people we can contact anywhere yep. in the state. If you have a question, let us know. Get it into the mailbag. Follow us at Potluck Football on Twitter. Yep. And we'll get to your question. Region 8A. Let's do the previews right into the previews here. Green County still looking for their first win. They will play 1-5 Brooklyn in Greensboro. Lincoln County, as mentioned, will travel up to the Granite Bowl for a meeting with Elbert County. Elbert County is a seven-point favorite in that one. Yeah, that's a big game, Um, not only for this year, but historically that's kind of a rivalry too. Um, I was shocked to see that Elbert was a seven-point favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, But – I think that – I don't know. We'll see what happens in the Battle of the Devils. We will see. So, Circle will have a bye week. Here comes a car. Woo! Zooming. Man, he little is going. SUV. He's getting it. All right. Two cars on the night. Maybe three. <laughs> I'm not sure. So, Circle will have a bye week. Towns County also on a bye. Washington Wilkes taking a road trip down to Brooklyn, Georgia, down there in Bullock County. They're going to take on Southeast Bullock. Washington Wilts, a six-point favorite against the three-and-one Southeast Bullock team. Yeah, and I think they're three A too, aren't yeah. they? Um, good, traditionally pretty good team down there. That'll be another t- test for Washington Wilts. We'll see what they're made of in a close game, maybe. Hopefully so. Uh, I hope it's a good one. We'll we'll be keeping up with that one on Twitter. Single A public top ten. Let's run down the matchups here. Uncle Solomon, number one, Brooks County will host number four, Irwin County, all the way down in Quitman. 
Georgia down there by Valdosta. About 20 minutes from the Florida line. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a heck of a game. Irwin County looking to defeat a number one ranked team in single A for the fourth consecutive year. Oh, wow. Uh, Brooks County is a one-point favorite, and this comes from Georgia High School Football Daily. I will just quickly read up their write-up about it. They have a really good write-up every week. Subscribe to their newsletter. Uh, they do a great job covering the state. So Irwin County, of course, is uh, the defending champion in single A. Brooks County is the def- well, is a runner-up last, last year in 2A. Um, some players of note. Irwin is led by the Benyard brothers. Gabe had three receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown and returned an interception for a score last week in a victory over Tift County. So Gabe Benyard had a huge game last week against Tift. Garland Benyard had two catches for forty for fifty three yards and a touchdown. He blocked an extra point and had three sacks. Wow. So those two brothers are really kind of leading the attack for Irwin County on both sides of the ball. Brooks County has two preseason All State players in the backfield. Amari Arnold has rushed for four hundred thirty eight yards on the season. He has over twenty seven hundred yards in his career. Hmm. Natavian Burris has passed for five hundred fifty four yards and has rushed for two hundred twenty four yards. So a dual threat quarterback there. What do you think about that one? One point favorite down in Brooks County. Man, that's a it's big be game. It's going to a great game. This is a playoff game, honestly. It's going to feel like one, too. Uh, in the middle of October. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny you reading about those brothers that reminded me of Coffee Town for some reason. That sounded like something. <laughs> Vineyard Brothers. Be. You know what it reminded me of was Irwin County or uh, Lincoln County. Yeah. When they, all the, uh, the Normans. The Normans. They used to have the yeah. Normans at left Normans. and right. So that'll be a fun game. We'll, we'll be on the lookout for that one. Number two, Metter will face 0 and 4. Jenkins County at home. The Metter Tigers are a 35-point favorite. Number three, Macon County will host 3-1 Toombs County. Great name. The Macon <laughs> County Bulldogs are a four-point favorite in the Battle of the Bulldogs in Montezuma. Man, there's a there is just a ton of good names in that matchup mm-hmm. there. You got Toombs County, Montezuma. Man, that's great. Number five, Clinch County will host Charlton County as the Indians travel across the Okefenokee to face the familiar foe. Clinch County Panthers are a 36-point favorite to win that rivalry game. Number six, of course, that's us. The Commerce Tigers will be on the road to Mount Perrin. Uh, Of course, more on that one in a moment. Number seven, Dublin will travel to Dooley County where the Irish are a 25-point favorite. Mm -hmm. Number eight, Taylor County will face one in three Manchester. Number nine, Pelham is off. I'm assuming that's COVID-19 related. I couldn't really find out. Number 10, Marion County hosts Chattahoochee County where they are a single-digit favorite. Psalm, what are you looking for there in the top 10 matchups? Um, That Clinch-Charlton game sticks out to me that that's such a lopsided spread. Uh, usually this is a close game for in Region 2, uh, Class A. But Charlton's down right now, and uh, Clinch hadn't played but, what, two games? Mm -hmm. So we'll see what Clinch has got, see if Charlton can bounce back. Again, with Irwin Brooks, huge game. Yeah, Um, the one that jumps off the page, definitely Irwin Brooks. Yeah, that's a top ten game in the state this week. Right, that's that's definitely the game of the week in single A. I didn't know uh, the spread was that close on Macon's Tombs either. Um, so yeah, Tombs a good ball team. We'll see. I'm surprised they're not in the top ten. So yeah. we'll see what's going on there. Athens Academy. Uh, this is others. We'll move on to Athens Academy and Hebron. Athens Academy is a 23 point favorite. Yeah, um, this is an old Region 8A matchup here. Hebron's in a different region now than ACAD, so uh, 
we'll, we'll get to see these two old teams play. Kind of be cool. I'll keep an eye on that one. Carrollton and Rome. Carrollton, one-point favorite. Yeah, Should these be are, a close one there. West so, Georgia. It is a big West Georgia game. Two good programs. Uh, been in some state championship games recently out there in West Georgia. We'll see see what happens there. Clark Central and Jackson County. Clark Central, a 28-point favorite. I think Jackson hangs closer than that. Uh, they're breaking in a new, new stadium renovation down there in Clark Central with some turf down there at uh, – I guess it's called Billy Henderson Field or Stadium. Um, but I think Jackson's tougher than the, this year. I, I mean, we've been watching them. I think they, they hang closer than four touchdowns. Franklin County is at West Oak. That is in South Carolina. West Oak is 0-2 over in South Carolina ball. Franklin County undefeated, though. Hey, they may go 5-0 and this week. I hope so. We don't play Franklin this year, so we're pulling for them to have a great season. Harrelson at Banks County. Harrelson's a 35-point favorite. Do you think the Leopards can keep it closer than that? No. <laughs> oh, man. Jefferson <laughs> at Flowery Branch. <laughs> that was messed up, song. <laughs> Jefferson at Flowery Branch. Uh, Jefferson Dragons go into Flowery Branch as an 11-point favorite. It is the game of the week over on GPB, so you can catch that one on on your television screen their region opener for both teams which is probably going to be the region championship as these two teams are the best team mm-hmm. in that region uh david renard uh, quarterback from i'm not sure if it's renard or renard we're still undecided on that one but we'll go with renard yeah is that what we're gonna go with? yeah okay. sounds nice anyways he can play some ball he can spin it he's among the state's best leaders uh state's leaders in passing yards Coach Ben Hall facing the Dragons again after his four-year stint at Jefferson from 2013 to 2016. What do we think about that one? I think it's a closer game than 11 points um, at Flowery Branch. I think this is a one-score game. I may be wrong. Jefferson may come out and blow them out of the water. But um, I think this is a tooth-and-nail hard-fought game. Great game in the middle of the season. Hopefully I can record it and watch it on TV. Yeah, they – I mentioned David Renner just because – or Renard, whichever one we're going with. I don't know which one we just decided. <laughs> Maybe someone from Flowery Branch will listen Both. to this and be like, wow, y'all are really dumb. But uh, <laughs> the reason I wanted to mention his name is because he's not getting as much publicity uh, as Malachi Starks. Obviously, we're not trying to slight him at all. Yeah. Starks is unbelievable. I mean, he's going to go to one of the premier college football programs in the nation. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to give David some of his, his credit, too. We'll have a good quarterback matchup. Uh, two different styles, but certainly two different – Really good quarterbacks. Uh, Lowndes at Valdosta, one of the best rivalries in the state, really kind of known nationwide. That one is a uh, – Lowndes is a six-point favorite. Uh, that will be on ESPN2. There's a handful of D1 recruits on either side of of each school. Uh, there's going to be at least three to four on each side of the ball yeah. all night because there's defenders, there's offensive weapons. That, I mean, there will be D1 players that you'll see play on Saturdays all over that field on Friday night. This is one of the longest-running rivalry games in the state, so they are meeting for the 53rd consecutive year. It's a lot of history there. Um, and what was the the leading rivalry? Wasn't it uh, Gordon Lee Tron, 1946? Yeah, I, yeah, they've been playing every year since 1940, I think, six. So that's almost all the way back to World War II. Yeah. Um, so that that's an incredible rivalry, but this is a great one too. And we had an update on on Jake Garcia, right? For um, yeah, it looks like they're not going through the appeal process like we thought they were going to. Yeah, and kind of hate that honestly for for Jake Garcia. 
I feel we've, we've covered this at length, that all the trouble he and his family have went to to come to Georgia to play football for his senior season, and it uh, looks like Valdosta has just decided not to pursue that anymore. So I, I guess he's going to go back to California, and his parents are going to get remarried, and it, I hope it's a happily ever after story at USC, but uh, best yeah. of luck to him. Yeah, well, I, I you know, obviously it's terrible because, man, like watching this game on ESPN2 with him playing. It would have been a lot. Hounds yeah. being number two in 7A, one of the yeah. best teams in the nation. You got a, you know, four to five star prospect going to USC, going up against them. Gunslinger. I mean, man, you want to talk about a shootout, that would have been awesome to watch. I hope he got to go fishing. Do you want to? I need to go fishing. <laughs> I had checked back in on his Twitter account. Um, I hope he did get to go fishing. Maybe he'll hang around about Austin and just go fishing. Maybe. I uh, doubt that. But, yeah, no, we wish him all the best. Uh, it's unfortunate that, that all that situation unfolded the way it did. Obviously, we'd love to see him play him, but uh, hopefully he has a good career at USC. Uh, North Oconee is at Madison County. Sons boys. My boys. Uh, North Oconee is a seven-point favorite. Son. So, if Madison County wants to make the playoffs, <laughs> if, if they want to slide in after that great Elite Eight run last year, they have to win this game. Um, you got Jefferson and Flowery Branch at the top of that region. Um, North Oconee is in there, and there's another team ahead of North Oconee. Um, so Madison could slide in at the four spot uh, if they win this game. Putnam County at Laney. The Woe Eagles seals the deal. They're a 16-point favorite, looking to stay undefeated as well. Wow. Putnam County undefeated. Shocker there. Unreal. Uh, Raven, <laughs> hey. Wishing them all the best as well. Raven County, East Jackson. Raven is a 42-point favorite. That one might get a little bloody. Yeah, uh, we saw Gunnar Stockton against Prince Avenue on TV. I don't think he pulls any punches against the Eagles. I think this one, they're going to hang 50 Mm. on East. Um, 42 points is light in my book. All right. White County at Dawson County. Our boy, J.B. Haynes. Uh, they're an eight-point favorite. Dawson County is not a pushover. No, they're not. Uh, Dawson has enjoyed a resurgence here in the last half of the last decade. And, um, you know, this is going to be a good game, another good test for White. Uh, they're in the in the top ten now. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can they can win their region and, and put Cleveland on the map. Yeah, another Appalachian Mountains foothills <laughs> game there yep. uh, for us. White. And a lot Dawson. of corn. <laughs> is corn growing? I don't know about that. Is that corn, corn is corn is all over White County and Dawson County. There's a great is corn really? maze in Dawson County, actually. Listen, it's fall. Get you a pumpkin spice latte. Ooh. Go out there to that corn maze. Get you a bonfire and some s'mores. <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, that'll be a great game. We'll be we'll be uh, keeping up with that one on Twitter. Now, to Commerce and Mount Perrin. Yeah. The boys in Commerce which is why we're here, yeah. Yeah, we're back. We're back in action. It feels like forever since Elbert County. Yeah, the boys will be back playing football tomorrow at Mount Perrin. Unfortunately, I don't think the potluck boys are going to sneak in this time. We didn't get invited. Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I think only certain, very few people got invited to this one. We, we were able to kind of get in last time, thanks to some generous, generous people. Uh, uh, but, yeah, this time... Doesn't look like we might make it. May have to be watching on the stream. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, if, what to expect, Sam? Um, Obviously, Commerce a 21-point favorite. Let's go ahead and throw that out to, at you. But what about Mount Perrin? Mount Perrin. So, Mount Perrin is – they're the Christian Eagles. Or, I, I guess it's Mount Perrin Christian. 
Eagles. Uh, they they come out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Actually, no, 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 no. They're there's a Christian Eagles. Eagles. There is, there's the some. Faith there's, is in those Eagles. There's definitely atheist Eagles out there <laughs> that do not honor the Christian religion. And then there's the Christian. So Eagles, we got it. They have they have some Buddhist Eagles <laughs> that are constantly just doing some meditation. <laughs> and then you got all kind of Eagles out there. So we got East Jackson and Athens Christian are both Eagles. Where do they fall in the spectrum? Athens Christian is probably Christian. Eagles. Of course, maybe of course. a different denomination. Um, East Jackson, I don't know, man. Pagan Eagles, maybe. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but Mount Perrin. Mount Perrin's <laughs> in Kennesaw. Pretty sure um, they're just the Eagles. For yeah. the record, <laughs> it's over there, eighty-two miles from uh, two seventy-two Lakeview Drive, where the Tigers play. Um, Mount Perrin is in seven single A private. Uh, they've been playing for. 13 seasons over there since 2008, and they've done pretty well. Um, they've won 94 games. They've lost 47, so that's good enough for a 66.7 winning percentage. Um, that's just about the same as Commerce. I think Commerce is 66.4 over our over 100-year history. Um, so Mount Perrin has won two region titles, uh, one in 14, one in 17, and one state title in Class A private in 2014. I believe they defeated uh, Eagles Landing Christian Academy in that title game. Uh, Mitch Jordan is the current head coach over there at Mount Perrin. He's the only head coach in Mount Perrin history. Uh, he had his most successful stretch as a coach from 2013 to 2017. They went 54-9 and nine during that time. Uh, they won one title. They had uh, – one semi-finals um, appearance, and I think a couple quarterfinals um, appearances. You'll have to fact-check me on that one. I think I wrote Joe. that down wrong. <laughs> yeah, get to it, Joe. All right, uh, so last year they were in uh, – 2019 they were in 6A. Uh, that's when the regions were combined, public and private. That was a big region, subdivided, a strong region over there. They went 7-5, and 3-4 and four in the region. Uh, the only common opponent that they had – with Commerce last year was Tron. They beat Tron last year in the last game of the regular season, 27-7. to uh, The next week, Commerce played Tron, and uh, Commerce beat Tron in the first round, 23-6. to So, very similar scores there. Um, let's see. The Eagles went all the way to the quarterfinals uh, and lost at Holy Innocence, 28 28- to nothing. Holy Innocence had a really good season last year, and the, the Eagles were defeated there um, this year. So Mount Perrin has uh, really struggled so far. I was doing some research. They actually paid 99 cents to um, get on to the Marietta Daily News website <laughs> and uh, look at some of their, their articles about Mount Perrin. That's the hard-hitting coverage you won't find anywhere else. Man, we went, we're invested. Um, so, 0-4, they have lost all of their games. They have played nothing but single-A private teams. Uh, first game of the season, they lost 17-14 to at Brookstone, uh, 28-14 at Mount Pisgah. They got shut out at home versus Mount Vernon, 17 to nothing, and they went down to Macon to play Stratford Academy uh, and got shut out 20 to nothing. So, really tough. Uh, start to the season for Mount Perrin. Uh, I, I did in my research. I found that they returned nine starters 
five on defense, four on offense. That's not a lot of experience coming back. Um, some of their key players offensively um, are two linemen, senior linemen, Freddie Coleman and Will Hutchinson. Uh, their coach quoted saying uh, is quoted saying that they had a good start to the season, those two guys. And they have cleared the way for a running back who's had a really good start to the season, honestly, other than uh, points scored, is Sam Griffin Tesh. has got a hyphenated last name. Um, 329 yards rushing, two touchdowns. And he had a, 139 yards on 22 carries versus Mount Vernon. So um, good running back to look out for Friday night. On defense, um, they've, they've struggled. Um a little bit. The coach was, uh, I guess his name's Mitch Jordan. So, yeah, Mitch Jordan was quoted saying that the defense is working on improving their physicality. So that's something Friday night that could play into Commerce's offense because we do have a solid offensive line this year. Uh, the tight ends. I, I kind of expect Commerce to come out in that double tight set that we run out of a lot. Uh, maybe come out with that double flex set that would come out with Freeze and Cunningham. Um, I really expect us to lean on our strength this week and uh, and try to beat these guys. Uh, guy to look out for on the defense for the Eagles is senior linebacker Jordan Mosby. Uh, he's had 29 tackles so far in one sack. So um, that's kind of what Mount Perrin looks like this year. Um, really a different team than what most people have come to expect from their program. But we're going to be going over there. Uh, so that's always a challenge to play on the road. We're going to have to fight through Atlanta traffic. <laughs> um, you know, we were off last week. So there's there's some challenges to this week. It's not going to be a gimme game, uh, but we are a three-touchdown favorite. So um, what do you think, Dino? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we'll probably be the toughest team that they've played uh, so far. Obviously, they hung around with Brookstone early, as you mentioned. Mount Pisgah, they hung around a little bit. But I think we'll be the toughest team they've they've faced. But like you mentioned, you know, we're coming off a bye. we got the long road trip over there. So they do have that home field advantage playing into their hand. Uh, great insight there, Son, obviously, as as usual. We'll see what happens. You give um, us a score? Uh, you go ahead. You, you give, us, you give okay. us a score first. I think Commerce comes out. I think we put a lot of the points, a lot of points on the board early. Um, I think that we get we start rotating folks in. You know, classically we'll keep the first string offensive line out there for a while, try to work in some of our younger backs, get some good game experience. I think this is like a thirty four ten game. Okay. I'm gonna go forty five to seven. That's good good. I think we come out ready to play. I think we don't play any games and we Head on the next week. I think we. I think we're ready. I, I think we're in a good spot, and I think we're we're ready, we'll be ready to play. And I think we're going to do forty five. We're going to win forty five to seven, and uh, we'll cover that spread. I hope so. Speaking of covering spreads, if you want to get on get in on the potluck pick 'em, we'll have ten games uh, for you to pick on Twitter. Yep. Submit any time to us on Twitter. Any time before kickoff on Friday night. Yeah, and we're we're going to get those up tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, so Thursday they'll night. be up Thursday night. We're recording this on Thursday night. We'll release it, uh, this podcast, and then we'll also have the picks out. So, uh, yeah, you know, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
do listen to it on the way over to Kennesaw. If you're, if you're, if you're privileged, yeah. If, if you're able to go over there, listen to us on the way over there. Obviously, we would appreciate it. Uh, drive safely over there. Pull the boys through. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. And uh, as always, go Tigers.